The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger of the Around the OAA. I'm one of the hosts of Queen Taramina's and last three brain cells on Oriental Radio Television. I'd like to welcome those hearing us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those watching us on Oriental Radio Television. Um, a lot to look at this week, obviously. We've had boys' basketball districts. Um, we've had, um, we're going to talk about those, um, especially one that I was really, really flabbergasted with was, was District 26 over at Royal Oak. Um, also, we got girls' basketball regionals. We're going to recap. Also, we got the preview of the state quarterfinal matchup um, that both OA teams are still in. Um, and then we're going to also preview the regionals for the five remaining OA teams. Um, are still in the postseason so a lot to look at this week here on the pod um especially from the boys basketball front um let's go from we talked girls last week obviously um let's recap the um boys obviously the um the boys probably was the um most unique um we're gonna go as i mentioned from district 60 to district um four obviously um district 60 at east point um this one was really interesting because there was a um, Harper Woods this year really was the team that I had some questions with coming into the year. I mean, new coach in Tawan Porter, new coach in um, new system, new league. I mean, it's going to be really difficult. I mean, and the fact that they had to play the first day, um, knocked off East Point, the host school, um, then they had to beat them. Um, Top seed in the district, which was Sinclair Shore South Lake, um, and then knocking off Harperwood Chandler Park Academy. Um, when I look at this district, I mean, clearly it was. I think it was the most. Um, I thought for Harperwoods being in the OA really helped them a lot. I I just think that being in the league um, helped them win this district. Helped them win this. Um, you know, and help them move on to the next round. I mean, like obviously, you know, they got a they got a nice plenty of young talent. Obviously, Julie Julian Young is one of those players. Um, but it's a credit to where credits do. I mean, they stood the course. Now they didn't win the gold this year, of course. Um, that went to Royal Oak outright. Um, but for Harper Woods, you know what I mean, to say, you know, first year, um, in the OA, didn't go as I wanted to. Um, we won the um we ended up winning a district title. Um, that's actually a contract for Coach Juan Porter and his program um, to win that regional. And it was a tough regional. Obviously, Sinclair Shore South Lake was the top team. Top seeded Harper Woods was Chandler Park Academy was the second seed. I mean, it really tells where everything goes. I mean, like, when you look at what happened in that district, um, Harper Woods, I mean, like, Harper Woods basically followed the same path. Um, you know, they played three games and three days and one all three and their reward you know what i mean they get to move on the next round so congratulations to harper woods moving on to the next round um and then let's go to district 58 recapping that one um that was held at burby and detroit country day um it was a very good district final between ferndale um and um, detroit country day um it was 60 55 favorite ferndale but um looking at the games obviously ferndale Jalen rose academy um it was a really interesting game, that one. Um, 
But um, Jalen Rose Academy survived that game against Ferndale. Um, you know, so that was really interesting to say the least there. Um, and then that winner took on Bourbon Detroit Country Day. Um, Detroit Country Day really had no issue with Detroit Jalen Rose Academy. And then on the flip side, you got Detroit Old Redford taking on Ferndale. Ferndale, the top seed in the district. Um, Ferndale had no problem with Detroit Old Redford Academy. Um, and then they met in the district finals. I mentioned earlier it was 60-55. Um, when you look at the difference in that game, obviously you got Trey Van Lewis, you got Jason Drake. I mean, they both combined for 61 of their um, 80 points against Detroit Old Redford. Um, but you got to look at Ferndale. You know, besides those two guys, you got Chris Williams there, you got Kev Defoe, um, you got others as well on that team. Coach Juan Rickman's built that team. I'm just a little worried when it comes to program strengths. I mean, obviously, that's something that really has been bothering me with Ferndale um, is been their program strength um, in all reality. That's the thing that's really been very concerning for me has been their program strength. Um and then on the flip side, you know, when you look at Ferndale University, um, it was a good year for Coach Josh Nix. It was a really good year. Um, they do lose a lot of ex- they don't they don't lose a lot of experience, but I think they're going to be a player next year. Um, Nix took over a team a program that was winless, um, turned it around into a um, nine win team, um, and that says a lot, you know. And they were in it. They were in the um, gold conversation of the final week of the season. Um, I mean, so when you look at Ferdale University, their success, I mean, much to the credit of Coach Nix, much to the credit of the players, um, just a heck of an accomplishment for um, Ferndale University going forward. Um, obviously, when you look at the Eagles, um, this is a team that really has, um, you know, they, they got a lot of potential coming up in the future. Um, this is going to be a good basketball team. I really think Ferndale U. They're going to be a really good team next year. I really, because of the experience. And I and I think they're getting better for program strength. I mean, I still think they got to get a third program in there. I still I still think if you're Coach Nix, you got to get a freshman program in there. If you can get a freshman program in there, a JV program and a varsity program, that's going to really stabilize things. And I think that's going to be something that um you really got to look at with Ferndale University heading in the, heading in the future. Now, Ferndale's case, obviously, you know, We've heard all the talk. I mean, obviously, you know, they want to get back to Bre- They want to get to Breslin. I mean, they were in the Final Four last year. I mean, you know, but you got to look at, obviously, okay. You know, you had to go through Birmingham Detroit Country Day, a team that loaded with seniors. Um, and you had to survive that game on, your, on their home floor. I mean, that tells you something right there, that Ferndale's not afraid to go into somebody else's house and win. I mean, they've done that so many times in the red this year. I mean, like, you know, obviously it's not an easy thing to do, you know, it's win on the road, and that's not an easy thing to do. So if you're Ferndale, I mean, now you get your regional at home, and it tells you a lot. I mean, obviously, um, when you look at the Eagles, I mean, you know, I mean, like, um, they got everything rolling right now. I mean, they got, I mean, like, we're going to preview that regional in a little bit, but they're going to be going home for the regional, so... That tells you something right there, how that's going to work. So, congrats to Ferndale winning the um, district. I think it's the third straight year they won a district title. Um, you know, I mean, like, so congrats to them. Um, they get to move on to the regional. Um, let's go now from District 58 to District 29. 
this was held at Troy. Um, it really, you know, when you look at this district, I mean, like obviously you had the, you had the battle of Troy in the, in the district semifinals and Warren D. LaSalle was the top team in that district. Um, when you look at Troy, their path, they knocked off Warren Cousineau, knocked off Troy Athens. It was a heck of a game between those two. And then they fell to Warren D. LaSalle with 57-28. Um, I think it was going to be very difficult for Troy to get through this district because of, um, because of, um, you know, Warren D. LaSalle, you know, Catholic League, um, very good team, obviously, a lot of experience, um, and Troy's a pretty young team themselves, I mean, like, but I, I just, to be honest with you, I thought Troy would play, you know, I mean, like, I thought Troy, you know, I thought Troy did all right, you know what I mean? I, I But I just think that, you know, running into Warren D. South is going to be a really, really tough task. Um, and I and they had to play perfect in that game, and unfortunately they did not. So when I really look at Troy, um, they do got a lot of experience coming back next year. Um, Darius Whiteside, um, Chase Kuyper coming back as well. I mean, they do lose Zach Fairless. Um, that's going to be a huge loss there. Um, program strength looks to be solid for Coach Gary Fralick and his team. Um, so I think Troy, I think I think the best is yet to come for Coach Gary Fralick's team. I mean, there is some talent coming. Um, you also got John Whiteside also coming as well. I mean, like, he's another one to keep an eye on as well. Um, and then on the flip side with Troy Athens, I mean, you do lose a lot, obviously. But when you look at Athens, I mean, they always find a way to reload. I know Coach Dave Scott very well. Um, I just think when you look at Troy, um, you know, I, when you look at Troy Athens, I just think that, um, I think the Red Hawks will be just fine. I mean, now they do lose a lot. It's going to be a very much challenge next year when, for them going forward. Um, I just think when you look at Troy, um, Troy Athens, I mean, like this could be a team that they could contend next year. I mean, that's something to really, really watch heading into next year. Um, let's go now from district 20, um, 29 to 28. Of course, this was at West Bloomfield. Um, this was the case of that district. Um, you had West Bloomfield versus Bloomfield Hills. That one, it took on Orchard Lake St. Mary's and then Groves versus Seaholm. And that one, it took on Birmingham Brother Ice. Um, to me, this was not much of a surprise. I mean, obviously when you look at Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Birmingham Brother Rice, um, both those two Catholic League teams are both um, right now above above everybody else right now. Um, I thought Bloopia Hills, you know, they 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 fought at least against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. I knew it was going to be a tough task for Coach um, Phil Kurjan in that matchup. Um, and then Groves against Seaholm and Birmingham against Birmingham Brother Rice. I was very disappointed with Groves um, in that game because last year they they only lost by two at their place. And then here they lose, I think by 11. Um, it was a 13. It was, it was very disappointing um, for me to see what happened to Groves um, in that matchup, um, you know, in that district semifinal round. Now Groves did knock off Seaholm in the first round and Loompy Hills knocked off West Bluefield in the first round. But I was more disappointed with Groves than I was with, um, than Bloom Bay Hills because Bloom Bay Hills I knew would have a very difficult task with Orchard Lake St. Mary's, but with Groves's case, you know, I'm not putting any excuse on Benny White's team. I mean, like 
the fact that you lost by two last year um, in the district semifinals and the fact that you gave, lose by 13. Um, and I think that team that Groves had um, had this year was better than last year's team. And I know they had Aaron DeBose, they had Nick Lertz, um, Quentin Steele, um, Ben Roman. I mean, like, still, I mean, it's basically the same team you had last year. And you lose by 13 to a... I know Birmingham Brother Rice is very good, but I just... I, th I thought I would expect more from Groves this year, but, you know, but it is what it is. So, you know, and then the district final, really surprised the score was between... Um, those two teams, um, two Catholic League powers, just really surprised that that Birmingham Brother Rice will get blown out. I know it's hard to be a team three times in one year, but still, no excuse. I mean, you know, but they, Orchard Lake St. Mary's had a really good night. I mean, like, they had every single answer against Coach Ricky Palmer's team. I mean, bottom line is, um, you know, bottom line is here. I mean, like, um, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, I know they're on a mission. Um, you know, to try to get that state championship. Um, and I know it's um, you know, I knew it was gonna be very difficult. I mean, like, but for the OA to to do pretty well in that district over at West Bloomfield, but you know, it is what it is. So, you know, so congrats to um to um the Eaglets. They get to move on to the next round. Um, so we'll see what happens there with them. Um, good season for Bloomfield Hills, obviously the one to white, shared the white with Lake Orion. Um, and then of course, Groves had a nice year. Seaham had a nice year as well. I mean, they're pretty much one of my most unexpected teams. I mean, Seaham was a team that really, that really made some noise. I mean, like, um, they struggled early on non-league and then once they get in the league play, they pull up win streak together. Um, and then they, um, turn things around real quick. So, you know, so heck of an accomplishment for Seaholm um, <laughs> this season. Um, West Bloomfield on the flip side. Um, West Bloomfield on the flip side, really, um, it was a rough year for them. <laughs> Despite being in the red, coaching at Jordan, um, you know, first year there. It's very difficult this year for them. I mean, like, just, you know, we'll see what happens with them going forward. Um, you know, but um, they should be better next year. They got a lot coming back. Um, so we'll see what happens with them going forward. Um, that's my take on District 28. Um, District 27, um, we got, this one was at North Farmington. Um, you had North Farmington versus Redford Thurston. Um, you had North Farmington versus Redford Thurston. Um, versus, you had Farmington versus South Carolina Tech. Um, that winner took on Lavonia Stevenson, Redford Thurston versus North Farmington. Um, <coughs> obviously, you look at that district. Um, you know, the, everybody looked at this district and said, well, North Farmington really was the team that <coughs> could, um, that they should run away with the district, and they did run away with the district. Um, but I was really stunned with, um, I was just really stunned with, um, you know, just it, it 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 came out as expected. I thought. I mean, North Farmington winning the district, winning um winning pretty easily. Um, they made noise. They made they made headlines. I mean, like obviously, this is a team that really you know North. I mean, it really wasn't a surprise when you look at home court 
district um really wasn't much of a surprise um obviously to see what happened with north farmington um they just made noise they made headlines i mean like they played pretty well i mean like they were they were they were, they proved why they were the most dominant team in that district um Livoni stevenson did everything they could um the farmington a and t game of course that one was real nuts i mean like a and t won that one fifty forty seven um and then you had um on the flip side you know a and t losing to um Livonia Stevenson's really surprised how that came out there um, in the semifinal. North Farmington had no problem with Rashford Thurston. Um, so when you really look at it here, I mean, they really had some opportunities. I mean, like, I mean, like, just to get to the district final. Um, I was really disappointed with Southfield. I mean, really disappointed. I mean, like, you know, Farmington had a really rough year. Um, Southfield on the flip side, um, you know, they had a really rough year in the blue. Program strength is a concern. Um, when you look at, and then Farmington's case, you know, second year for Coach Jerry McDonald coming up next year. Um, I think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be improved. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think they're going to be much more better than people think they are. Um, next season and but when i look at this district though in all reality um this district was north farmington's district to um to lose and north farmington um won that district pretty handily now it's going to certainly change in the regional we're going to talk about that in a little bit but still i mean it's a credit to where credit's due i mean obviously credit to where credit's due um let's go now from district 27 to district 26 this is what i'm going to have a Real beef here. Um, this was a district final that was expected between UD Jesuit and Oak Park. Um, you know, it, I, it, it was billed as the rematch, you know what I mean, after last year for Oak Park. Um, that disaster. Um, Oak Park did beat Berkeley um, to get to this point. Um, Berkeley knocked off uh, Detroit Mumford to get here. Um, UD Jesuit knocked off Detroit Renaissance. Um, but this is where I get really upset. I mean, I'm look I'm watching this game very carefully. Um, and the fact that Oak Park had a double digit lead in this game. They had a double digit lead. And UD Jesuit, not necessarily a great Cubs team. Um, yes, they got Sonny Wilson. Um and yes, I know they're in the Catholic League, but still, what I don't understand is the last two years, Oak Park, we know they've been very good. We know that they're a good basketball team. But the fact of the matter is, is that this team had not been able to get by UD Jesuit. I mean, la I mean, like last year, we know what happened in double overtime, the four-point play. That forced the second overtime. That should not have happened. Here in this play, in this game, you had a double-digit lead. Here's the thing, and Oak Park couldn't close the deal. They couldn't close it. So, if you're Coach Duran Shepard, I'm at a loss for words here. Because it's the second straight year you lost the Cubs. Second straight year. Here's a suggestion for you. 
play him next year. Play him in the regular season next year. Because that'll tell you where you're at. I mean, you've had great wins in the red. But you got to play him next year. In the regular season. There's going to be plenty of room to play those games. Plenty of room. One of those games you have to play is against UD Jesuit. Has to be. Because it tells you where you're at. It tells you where you're at. You got a good team. Great program. But until you play them, you know, see where you, see where you measure up against them. At least play them in the regular season. Because if you don't, I mean, because if you play them in the regular season, you know, that'll help you. That'll help you if you have to play them again in the postseason. I mean, it's hard to explain, but I'm telling you facts. If you're Coach Durant Shepard, play him. Play him. Because, because, like, you know, you can play all these good teams you want to. But when I look at Oak Park, it's clear. You, they truly have a Cubs problem. They have a Cubs problem. And that's honesty right there. That's pure honesty. I mean, you've blown leads against them in two years. That can't happen. That cannot happen. If you expect to make the next step, if you want to make the next step of the program, you got to knock off UD Jesuit. You got to knock them off. If it means playing in the regular season, so be it. So that's my take on that one, on that district. I mean, Roy Oak had an incredible year. Lost a tough one, the Detroit Renaissance. I mean, Berkeley had a nice year themselves. Ran into a very good um, Oak Park team. <laughs> so, in all reality, I mean, it was a good it was a good year for um, both Royal Oak and Berkeley. Really good year for both teams. Oak Park they had a nice year themselves. Fifteen games, not bad. But it's clear to me that that program has a UOD Jesuit Cup problem. That's the fact right there. Um. And until they can, until they can get that monkey off their back, I don't know if I can trust Oak Park next year because of the UAD problem. I mean, if they can knock them off, you know what I mean. If they can at least play in the regular season, see if they measure up, you know, that'll tell me something. And I know Durant Shepard is a nice guy, but until um, but until you play UAD Jazz in the regular season, it's gonna be hard for me to trust Oak Park. I mean, they're going to be good next year. Yes. But until they knock off UD Jesuit, you know, I got, I got suspicions. So we'll see what happens there. We shall see what happens there going forward. Um, let's go now from district number, um, the district six is at Waterford Mott. Um, you had Kettering versus Avondale. That one took on Clarkston and Pontiac versus Waterford Mott. Um, Waterford Mott had no issue with Pontiac. I was really surprised. They're disappointed with Pontiac and that. I was very disappointed with Pontiac. Um, and then you had Kettering Avondale. Um, 
you know, that ended up being the Avondale victory, and then Avondale and Clarkson, that was a blowout for Clarkson or Avondale. Um, and then we had a heck of a district final between those two teams um, where Clarkson ended up winning 50-45 against Waterford Mott. Um, some of the logistics I didn't understand in that game was why Clarkson wore white and they were deemed the home team at Waterford Mott despite the fact that Waterford Mott was the number one seed in that district. Um, when I look at the, when I look at the, um, at Clarkston, Keegan was still coming back was huge. Now he played against Avondale. I mean, now I don't know why he played against Avondale, but that's not my concern. I mean, but, um, he had a nice game against Avondale and then against Waterford Mott. I mean, where, um, he really had a nice game. Um, but when I look at Clarkston, um, you know, Brady, I mean, you got Brady Cozen, you got, um, you got, um, you got Zach Austin, Nathan Steinman, Keegan Wasilic, um, Brandon Wiley's really, really came out, came through since the injury to, um, Wasilic. Um, obviously when you look at in that district final against Water Vermont, I mean, like I knew coming in that game that Water Vermont, how they would measure up against Clarkson. And they were in it with it was a it was a back and forth game with both with those it was back and forth game, but Clarkson found a way and they found a way to win. Bottom line, you know, I mean, you know, they basically it was basically a road game for Clarkston that they won that game. Now the one that I really didn't understand, and I think it's for another day, is why was Clarkston the home team at Water Vermont, and why they were white? in the district final, despite being the visitor, you know, despite being the, um, despite being the number two seed. Um, it's something that's something to think about for another day, but I was really surprised that that occurred. Um, bottom line is, I mean, but when I look at, when I look at this district, I mean, people look at it and say, well, this is not a strong district. You know, obviously, you know, looking at the teams, you might, you're probably going to say that. So, Avondale had a nice, Avondale was hot and cold this year under Pat Clancy. Um, just hot and cold this year. Um, and that, But they did knock off water for Kettering. It was a good win for Pat Clancy at the time. Um, and then you had, um, and then you had, um, and then there was, um, I mean, Pontiac. I mean, Pontiac to me was probably my most disappointing team this year. I mean, Really disappointing with how things were for them. Um, I didn't expect Pontiac to struggle like this. Um, yes, they do have Davion Hall coming back, but if there was a team that I was pretty much mostly disappointed with this year, this is it. I mean, this was it. I mean, I just didn't think Pontiac would be it would struggle like this this year. I mean, like, I don't know what's going to happen with them next year. Um, we shall see what happens with them going forward, but clearly, clearly, um, just disappointed with how Pontiac did. Um, it, I mean, it just, just disappointed. Um, but Clarkson moves on, um, to the, um, district, to the regional, to the regional semifinals. Um, so for Clarkson fans, Good win for the Wolves. Um, we'll see what happens with them going forward. Um, District 5. This was at Romeo. Um, 
You had Romeo versus Utica Eisenhower. That was a shocking blowout. Um, didn't expect that to happen. Rochester knocked off Stoney in a blowout. That was not a surprise there. Um, Adams blew out Rochester. That was a little bit of a head scratch for me. Lake Orion having to survive Utica Eisenhower. And then Lake Orion and Adams had a really good district final. Um, ended, up, ended up winning by Adams was by um was 52-46. It was a really good game between those two teams. Um when I look at the that district, I mean probably much the the biggest shock probably was on the first day. And I think to me the biggest upset, um, you know, I mean like I, I was Eisenhower and Romeo. I mean like when I look at this game on paper, I mean like yes those two teams split, but Utica Eisenhower had a really young team. Um, they had a really good big in the interior. Um, two very good shooters. Um, but the fact that they went in there and dominated Romeo. Romeo was the Mac White champions this year. They had home court. So to me, something's clearly wrong with Romeo's program. <laughs> I mean, Mark Cushenberry is a good coach. But... Something was off with that team. I mean, something was really off with them. Um, I didn't expect 62-36. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Um, just a little surprised how that score was in the first round, in that first day. Um, Utica Eisenhower, I thought, was better than thought. I mean, gave Lake Orion everything it could handle. Um, I, they work hard. They're solid defensively. Um, I mean, they gave Lake Orion everything you can handle. I mean, but Lake Orion found a way to win. Um, thanks to Mel Kai Granberry layup. Um, and a very good defensive stand late to get him in that district final. Um, Rochester Adams really, um, you know, got by Rochester. Of course, Rochester had no issue with Stony Creek behind the play of Matt Stone. Um, but then in the Adams game, obviously, you know, that ended up being a, it was a, it was a good one. I mean, like for Adams, I mean, John Ursay coming back from injury, that was a huge deal for them. Um, it is what it is. I mean, and then of course he had that district final with Lake Orion and um, Adams. I mean, Adams played well defensively. Um, then Lake Orion got it back, got it within one. And then Gunnar Walters hit the three ball to, um, get the lead back to four and Lake Orange just couldn't recover. So when you look at that district, I mean like Adams moving on. Um Lake Orion had a really good year. Um you gotta look at it with Lake Orion from from December twenty second on and then this pre December twenty second. Pre December twenty second, they were two and four, made a coaching change. Um ever since then they were um they went thirteen and three. I mean that's a credit to Coach Jose Andradas, credit the players. Um, everything turned around real quick. Um, Lake Orion shared the white this year with Bloomfield Hills. <laughs> I mean, they do lose four very good players, and um, Alden Ritt, Malachi Granberry, TJ Witt, and Trevor Witt. Also, they lose their manager as well. So when I look at the Dragons, I mean, like, looking at them in the next year, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with them next year. Really, really interesting. Rochester's another team that loses a lot. I know they lose Matt Stone. Um, they lose Armand Hassani. Um, so be, I'm curious to see how Coach um, 
Nicobola is going to handle handle that program next year. Stony Creek really is another team. They do lose some. Um, Evan Traris is one of the guys they lose. Um, Calvin Becker is another one. Um, so I'm curious to see where Stony Creek's going to be next year going forward there. So when you really look at it here, there's a lot of teams that lose a lot of players. So we'll see what happens there um, with those teams. And then District 4, um, you know, Oxford getting to the District Final was a heck of an accomplishment. Um, they had to run into Grand Blank, unfortunately. But they did knock off Davison, though, and that was a huge win for them um, going and beating the whole school. They knocked off like, Kersley in the first round. Then they knocked off Davison before running into Grand Blank. And I knew it was going to be a tough matchup for them. Um, Oxford loses loses a lot. I mean, they lose Alec Brown. They lose Mitchell Viviano. Um, they lose Bryce Esmond. Um, they got Rogan Brzezanski coming back. They have, um, they do have um, Jake Champagne coming back. Dominic Cassisi is another one to keep an eye on heading into next year. I mean, Oxford's going to be fine. I think late, Coach Steve Laidlaw's team's going to be fine. I think they're going to be okay. So we'll see what happens there with Oxford um, heading into next year. But it was a good year. It was a good postseason for Coach Steve Laidlaw, especially with everything they've been through. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward with Oxford. So that's something to really keep an eye on there. Um, let's go to the regional previews, obviously, of course, for the boys. And then before we talk girls, um, the regional for the boys, it's really interesting because, um, you know, when you look at the boys side of things, you got, um, region 15 at Ferndale this is where two teams are at. You got Ferndale versus Detroit Henry Ford. And then you have Harper Woods versus Detroit Pershing. Um, for the Harper Woods Pershing matchup, it's a battle of experience against youth. Um, Detroit Pershing, they start five seniors. Um, they they had to survive Warren Lincoln um, the other night in the district final there. Um, Detroit Henry Ford won their district. Um, I don't think that district was as good as people thought it would be. Um, so when I look at this region at Ferndale, um, I think Harper Woods, Detroit Pershing is going to be a really interesting game. I just think it's going to be a real tight knit, close game. I just think that, um, you know, with Pershing, you know, they want to get back to where they've been in the past. Um, also with, um, you know, as they were the proven power in the Detroit Public School League, um, Harper Woods obviously wants to keep this ride going first year in the OA. Um, wants to prove everybody wrong. I mean, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens there in that matchup. I think it's going to be a heck of a game between the Pioneers and the Doughboys. It'll be really interesting there in that matchup. And then the early game, you have Ferndale taking on um, Detroit Henry Ford. I, I just don't see how Ferndale loses this game. I mean, especially with the experience they have, being at home, um, basically just you know, I think it's going to be really interesting there. Um, so it really wouldn't surprise me if this was an all OA regional final. It really wouldn't surprise me because I think when you look at Ferndale, um, I just think that I just think when I look at this regional here, if it's an all OA final, it'd be really interesting between Ferndale and Harper Woods. Um, I still think Ferndale's a better team here, uh, played a tougher schedule. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Ferndale wins this regional and heads to the state quarterfinal. It would be really interesting to see what happens there. Um, especially because I think Ferndale will take on the winner 
the winner winner of the Ferndale Regional will probably take on the winner of the um Flip Powers Regional. And I think that one, like you have Crosswood Lexington there. Um, we know how that quarterfinal went last year between Ferndale and Crosswell Lex at East Point when that one went overtime. Um that was an absolute incredible game between those two teams. Um and then we go let's look at regional region seven. I think that's at Detroit Renaissance. Um that one you have um, North Farmington taking on Orchard Lake St. Mary's and UD Jesuit taking on Hamtramck. Um <laughs> As I said earlier on, North Farmington had an easy, easy district. Really easy district. This is the kiss of that regional. And the fact that you have to play Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the regional semifinals, that's a very difficult pill to swallow if you're Coach Todd Negoshi. I mean, you know how good Orchard Lake St. Mary's is. They have, they have at least four or five Division I recruits on that, on that team. Todd Culver's done a really nice job with that team. Um, they've had, Orchard Lake St. Mary's had a lot of ups and downs this year. If you're North Farmington, you're going to have to play almost close to perfect to knock off Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Do I think they can do it? Sure. I think they can. They got a shot. But when you really look at this game, um, the Raiders are a team that really has, um, you know, Ryan Hurst, obviously, Landon Williams, um, Aaron Rice. Um, they're going to have to play very well if they're going to want to pull out the upset. They're going to have to play really, really well. Um, I think they have a chance. They have a shot. Um, so it's going to be really, really difficult, I think, for North Farmington in this game against Torch Lake St. Mary's. On the flip side, I think UD Jesuit's going to knock off Hamtramck. I know Hamtramck's got Robert Davis. Um, but I just think too much UD Jesuit, and I think we're looking at a Catholic League final rematch. Um, I just think Orchard Lake St. Mary's will win this regional. Too much, um, Eaglets. Um, I just think it'll be too much. Um, and then you have Region 2 at Lake Orion. You have Clarkson versus Adams, and then Heartland, Novi, Detroit, Catholic Central. Um, I talked to... My um, co-host on Between, between Termin is Anthony Termin about Heartland versus Novi Detroit Catholic Central. Novi Detroit Catholic Central's got some really good players. I mean, Cooper Craig's Oak University commit. Um, they got a very good guard. Um, Heartland's had a really nice run themselves. Um, I just think when you look at this game here on paper, I know it favors Novi Detroit Catholic Central, but some of my gut tells me I think Heartland's going to upset them. I mean... I just think with Heartland, especially the success they've had um, in girls' basketball and um, boys' basketball this year, hockey won a state title. I mean, so I just think it'll be very interesting to see what happens um, in that matchup with nobody, Detroit, Catholic Central, and Heartland. Um, be really interesting to see what happens there. But the game we're going to talk mostly about um, is Clarkson versus Adams. This is a rematch. Um, Adams has beaten Clarkson twice this year. Um in all reality, you got to look at um, this is a matchup where I think could be, um, I think with Adams being whole, um, you know, John Ursay coming back. Now, remember Clarkson in the second time, they did not have Keegan Wasilk. I mean, like, he did not play in that game. Um, 
And Adams ended up winning that one by one point. So I think when you look at this matchup here, um, I think it's going to be a classic again. Um, I think it, but it's always hard to beat a team three times. Um, when I look at this game here, it wouldn't surprise me if Adams beats Clarkson for a third time, but it also wouldn't surprise me if Clarkson beats Adams. <laughs> so when I look at this game here on paper, I just think the difference in this game is going to be is can John Ursi have a big game um, against Clarkson? I mean, Peyton pre-scoring, you know what I mean? I think Peyton pre-scoring has got a mismatch in this matchup. Um, how will Gunnar Walters do against Keegan Wasilik? Um, I'm curious to see how that matchup goes. Um, can Adams find other options besides, um, you know, I, I'm, I think Adams is more deeper than Clarkson, but we'll see. It's Clarkson's Clarkson. Um, I think whoever wins, I mean, a lot of people look at Nova Detroit Catholic Central as a favorite in this regional. I think you got Clarkson and Adams. I think they got it. They're going to have a huge say about this. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the winner of Adams and Clarkson has wins this regional. It really wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm not sold on Catholic Central. Not sold on Heartland either. Um, so we'll see what happens going forward there with both those teams. So that's the preview on the regional um, um, for the boys. Let's go now from boys to girls. Um, obviously, we got the quarterfinals looming. Um, we'll talk about that one shortly here. Um, let's recap the regionals. Obviously, you had um, the one over at um, you got the one over at Troy Athens. To recap, obviously, we had um, you know, we obviously had um, at West Bloomfield. Let's go to them first. You got Berkeley taking out Growth Point North. West Bloomfield versus Farmfields Mercy. Um, it was it didn't surprise me about Berkeley. Um, you know, getting blown up by Growth Point North. Um, I just think that it was going to be too much for them. I mean, yes, they upset Detroit Renaissance. It's a huge, huge deal when you upset them. Um, and But they just couldn't find it against Gross Point North. So it was really interesting to see, to say the least, what happened there. But I just think at the end of the day, um, Gross Point North was just um, too much for Berkeley. Um, West Bloomfield shockingly blew out Farm Tales Mercy. Um, I mean, especially man, the play of both Davis sisters. Miana Hooper and both Hendrick sisters um, playing really well in that game. Um, and then in the regional final, West Bloomfield, um, they had some issues with um, with Gross Point North early. I mean, it was only a six-point game at halftime, uh, but West Bloomfield pulled away late um, and, is, and are moving on to the state quarterfinals. So West Bloomfield right now um, <coughs> is clicking on all cylinders. Um Obviously, when you look at West Bluefield, I mean, like, they are on a mission. Remember, last year, because of COVID, they couldn't make the, um, they didn't make the postseason. So, heck of an accomplishment for um, West Bluefield to get to this, to get this far. Um, let's go now to region number seven. Um, no, region number eight. This was at Troy Athens. They had Troy versus St. Clair Shores Lakeview and Utica versus Macomb Lance Cruz North. Um, Cole Lance Cruz North, too much for Utica. Um, but then Troy also played a defensive low-scoring game, knocked off Sinclair Shores Lakeview, um, and those two teams met. Um, it was a really interesting game. I mean, like, Troy Athens, I mean, like, at Troy, I thought, um, Troy, I thought the play of um, the big three, you know, 
Kendall Sider, Charles Sabolka, Alyssa Mantuza. Um, they've been the three catalysts for Troy this postseason run. I mean, like, putting putting aside the failures of the postseason from years past. Um, but they've been really important for this run. I mean, obviously for Coach Julius Porter. Um, I'm curious. I mean, this is the first ever regional title that Troy won. I mean, like, they knocked off a very good Macomb Lutheran North team with Oakland University commit Brooke Daniels on that team. Um, and that's a heck of an accomplishment for the Colts. I mean, like, especially what they've been going through. <laughs> I mean, they've been playing good basketball. They've been playing really well. Um, so I'm curious to see how um how Troy does go in the next round, obviously. But um, this is very much uncharted territory for the Colts. Um going forward there. I mean, really, really uncharted territory. Um, so, if you're Troy, get playing the final week of the year, you know, a heck of an accomplishment for you. Heck of an accomplishment. Um, and then let's go to Region 2. This was at Heartland. Um, Maddie Sarovsky, um, what she did against Lake Orion, which is insane, 42 points. Um, and Lake Orion did not play a bad game at all. I mean, you know, even the score looked, you look at the score, it says 61-47. But Sarovsky had 42 of their 61. What does that say? What does that say to you? I mean, you know, I know Sarovsky's a very good player. Very, very good player. Do that against a very good Dragon defense. Um, Audrey Wishmeyer had a really nice game. 18 points. Um, so when I look at Lake Orion, I mean, obviously... Junior heavy team, Lake Orion loses four seniors, including Olivia Peploski, Katie Van Heck, uh, Maddie Wolf, and um, Caitlin Mitchell. I mean, that's going to be, it's going to be interesting how they replace them. Um, but Lake Orion's got the majority of the starters coming back. When you look at players like Maddie Ebert, Kylie Heck, Audrey Wishmeyer, um, Chloe Wiegers, Grace Sullivan, um, Joni McCaffrey. Um, Audrey Wishmeyer. I mean, like, you look at that team, Lake Orion's loaded next year. I mean, there's going to be a lot of expectations next year for Coach Bob Bridges' program. Um, and the way they played against Clarkston, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm very much looking forward to next season. I mean, this is going to be a team to clearly watch next year as Lake Orion. I mean, they're a team that could do some significant damage Next season, I mean, with the experience they have back, um, this is going to be a dangerous basketball team. Um, on the flip side, you had um, Heartland blowing out Lakeland, no problems there. Um, second straight year, Heartland knocked off Lakeland. Um, and then those two teams met in the district final, Clarkston and um, Heartland. Um, I'll tell you what, I mean, I got to give Clarkston a lot of credit here. I mean, they had a lead on Heartland. I mean, to me, Clarkson, I said last week on the podcast that if it was Clarkson or Lake Orion, both those teams would pose big problems for Hartland, and they did. Um, Clarkson especially, because I know a lot of attention is going to be on Maddie Sarovsky. Kira Tomey had a really nice game for them. She had a really nice game. And the fact that Clarkson had a chance to win that game and they couldn't hit, hit hit the shot to win it. And the shot missed that went in and out. 
I mean, that tells you something how vulnerable Heartland is. To me, if there was one team that was mo- that was probably the most overrated team in the entire re- in the entire state, to me, it's Heartland because you look at what Clarkson did to them; they almost beat them. Heartland to me is probably the most overrated team in the state because they 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 don't they did. I looked at this team on paper. Um, I know Whitney. I know they got Lauren Sounds a good player. Um, I'm not sold on Amanda Roach's game. Um, Gracie Metz is not a bad player at all, but I'm just being flat out honest with you. I saw Hartland play for about, about maybe a half. I wasn't impressed with Hartland. I mean, I really wasn't impressed with, with them. So for Hartland to win that regional, they are lucky to win that regional because Clarkson had them. Clarkson had them. I mean, they, Clarkson had chances to win. Sarovsky had 22 in that game. So when you really look at it here, Heartland is lucky to win that regional. If Hart, if they were to play Clark, if Heartland were to play Clarkson or Lake Orion in a regular season game, I know Heartland would have big problems with both teams. They would have big, big problems with both teams. But what Clarkson proved this year was there's more to them than Sarovsky. Emily Valencia is a good player for them. Tommy's a very good player for them. It is he Hadley. Hadley's not a bad player. Um, you know, but you lose Sarovsky and Hadley, that's going to be a huge loss for Coach Eric Goodenow's team next year. I think Clarkson's going to be fine. I really do. So we'll see what happens with Clarkson going forward there, but it was a good year for Clarkson. Great year for the Wolves. Um, so we'll see what happens to them going forward. Um, now let's go from recapping the regional to previewing the um to previewing the state quarterfinal matchup between West Bloomfield and Troy. Um this one's interesting because West Bloomfield had no issue with Troy the last um beating them in both meetings. I know the second one was a little bit closer because they had Alyssa Mantusa back. Um, the first one wasn't really that close. It was 66-18. Um, and then the second one was, I think it was it was 79-53 to um, in favor of West Bloomfield. Um, but it's always hard to be a team three times in one year. It's always hard to be a team three times. And West Bloomfield, <laughs> I know they got a lot of talent. They're well coaching a Darren, coach Darren McAllister. Taking on a Troy team that's right now, you know, they playing with nothing to lose. So if you're coach, if you're coach Julius Porter, you're playing with nothing to lose in this game. You're playing with nothing to lose because it's clear to me that West Bloom. It's clear to me, yeah, West Bloomfield's very good talent wise, really good talent wise. So you're thinking, okay, there might not be a chance for you. There is always a chance. But when I look at this game on paper, it clearly doesn't favor Troy. Um, West Bloomfield, obviously, got Myona Hooper playing in front of her future, um, her future school. She committed to Detroit Mercy, I think, a couple weeks ago. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there in that matchup. But you never know. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Um, I think that... Um, 
it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, <laughs> and then the winner of that one's taking on either Rockford or East Lansing at the Breslin Center. Um, when I look at that matchup, um, Rockford's coming up a impressive district final, regional final win against Hudsonville. Hudsonville was the defending Division One state champs. Um, and Rockford just blew them out. So, if there is anything that Troy can look at, if they want to upset West Bluefield, look at that game between Rockford and Hudsonville. Because Rockford lost twice to Hudsonville, and they got them in the postseason. Could it happen here? Sure. I mean, it can happen. I mean, you look at Lake Ori and Rochester. I mean, Rochester beat Lake Ori twice. And then the Corian got him in the district final. So it can happen. But I just think when I look at West Bluefield, though, and I'm not being mean to Troy here, I just think West Bluefield's got way too much talent. To me, if there's a team that I think that has a really good chance to win a state title, I think it's West Bluefield because of who they got. I mean, both Hendrick sisters, both Davis sisters, Myona Hooper. Bench play still worries me a little bit with West Bluefield. Um, but I just think when you look at the Lakers, um, I, they got they got the pieces for a run. They got the pieces for a state title run. Um, I just think that, um, you know, when you look at the Lakers, um, um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if a state final on Saturday were West Bloomfield taking on Midland Dow. I just think Midland Dow is a much better team than Heartland. Um, and I think, that winner is going to get by likely be Way Memorial. Um, and I just think West Bluefield, I just think West Bluefield with everything they got, experience, well-coached. Um, I, I just think that um, with the way the Lakers are playing, um, I just think that the Lakers are a team that, I, I just think they're on a mission. And I, I, I really, really look at West Bloomfield. Um, they should get by Troy, um, and then they, they'll have either the winner of Rockford and East Lansing. I still think it's going to be Rockford. Um, I think it's going to be West Bloomfield getting into the um, – I think they're going to beat um, Rockford, and then I think it's going to be um, West Bloomfield against um, against um, Midland Dow. Um, Midland Dow, I've seen this team, watched this team. They're legit. Um I think Midland, I mean, they got two very good players. Um, I know they got Abby Ray on that team. Um, they got a very good dynamic shooter. I know Coach T Kyle Talazian, he's a really good coach. Um, so when I look at it, this po possible state final, I really think if, if West Bloomfield wins this one, you know, it'll be really interesting to see what happens going forward. Um but I, I think Lakers got a really good chance at this one here if they can win the state final there. Um, I think they got a good chance. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, like the state quarterfinal matchup between West Bloomfield and Troy that takes place on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at Callahan Hall and on the campus of the University of Detroit Mercy. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, the matchups are there. Obviously, you got both Davis sisters, both Hendrick sisters. Miana Hooper going up against the big three at Troy, obviously Alyssa Mantuza, Kendall Zider, Charlotte Saboka. Um, and then of course you have Mia Val Otis there 
Yeah, but but Batuzic there, Avery Allen, Reagan Zider. I mean, it's gonna be really interesting. It'll be a really interesting matchup. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup, to watching that matchup. Um, you know, so I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens there in that one in the state quarterfinals. Um, you know, between those two teams. I mean, Troy's had a really incredible year, um, knocking off um Warren Cousineau. And then in the district final, then knocking off um, Macomb Lance Cruz North in the regional final. West Bloomfield's basically had everything on their home floor. Um, Troy really on the other on the flip side is it hasn't had to lead the city of Troy. Um with their regional being at Troy Athens. Um, so it's gonna be really interesting how you look at that, um how you look at that matchup there. Um when you look at that matchup there. So a lot to look at this week, obviously. This the last week of girls basketball season. Um, the district final we district finals we talked about. Um, you know, when I look at on the boys side of things, you got division one, division two. Um, you know, division two, you got that regional over at Ferndale. Um, also one at Detroit Renaissance. North Farms got a really tough assignment going there. Um, and then you have the one at Lake Orion with them, um, Adams and Clarkston. Going against one another, that winner taking on either Heartland or known by Detroit Catholic Central. Um, really, really interesting competition there. Um, and then you have the winner of West Poopy and Troy going to the Breslin Center, likely going to the Breslin Center um, to compete in the um, state semifinals and finals. Um, you know, so a lot of exciting times when you really look at where um, all these teams are at right now. So, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens going forward. Um, also, stay tuned to the blog at, C- at Saginaw Bay 4650 at blogspot.com. I will recap the, um, I will recap the um, quarterfinals run for a match between West Bluefield and Troy. Um, state semifinals, of course, keep an eye on whoever wins that in the state final, you know what I mean, for an OA school. Um, if they if they win it, you know what I mean? So we really interesting to see what happens going forward there. Um, my final thoughts, obviously we've had, um, it's, you know, it's the start of spring sports starting up. I mean, very curious to see what happens. I mean, good luck to those trying out for baseball, softball, um, lacrosse, um, track and field. I know starting up today as well. I mean, like a lot of exciting spring sports. I know it's starting to get warmer out, which is a good thing going forward. Um, the NCAA tournament's out. The bra- the bracket's out um, for both men's and women's basketball. Um, I'm still curious to see the... Um, I haven't done my bracket yet. Um, so it'll be something to really keep a close eye on. Um, my early indications um, on the women's game um, wouldn't touch UConn. I, I, I think I, I would take UConn to win the whole thing. That's my opinion on it. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Um... We'll see what happens there going forward. All right, now everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, make sure everybody best, but I'm wishing everybody the best of luck this um, up in the regional finals and the in the regionals and the boys, and then in the um, quarterfinals and the girls. Um, a lot to look at. Um, keep a close eye on the blog at SaginawBay4650@blogspot.com. We'll recap the games from this week, from last week as well. So, all right, now everybody, take care, everybody. See y'all next week, everybody. Take care. God bless everybody, and stay safe, everybody.